like any hatch really you know what I mean when fish start moving first on something they're they're more aggressive and they're keener and to do that and to go you know but I think on carp every chance I get anyway I'd be I'd be fishing rice you know it's just I think it's nicer fishing I think it's you know it's more visual you know you get a lot of that you know you can see the takes as you said there you can see if you've got a few fish moving down in front of you it's nice to get them to just come up Hello and welcome to the Ireland on the Fly podcast about the people and places of fly fishing in Ireland. And if you're a Lox angler, I'm pretty sure there's only one thing on your mind for the next few weeks to may fly fishing, be it on Derg, Carb, Mask, Shield or elsewhere. At the end of the month, we'll have an episode reviewing the Mayfly season on all the major Irish waters, but for this week, we're focusing on Loch Carb, and to tell us how it's been faring so far, we're joined by friend of the show and well-known carb angler, Mike Keady. Mike, thanks a million for joining us again, and tell us, has your Mayfly season begun in earnest yet? It's kicking off nicely now. I have to say, it's kicking off nicely. Um, it's amazing. Things just... Uh, once you come into May, you see the white corn, and it just everything kind of changes. Do you know what I mean? There's just, you see fish moving, you just, it's just more life. It's just, it's a different, it's just different time. It's just, it's like it just switches over in days. It's amazing, you know? Um, but yeah, it is, it's starting. Um, yeah, it was, uh, Midland upflight. Um, it was pretty okay on the olives, but again, you had that cold, harsh weather and just really, I suppose the end of April there, it's really started to take off. There's been some some brilliant buzzer fishing, um, especially down the lake. Uh, we've had some cracking days on it, um, into double figures, numbers of fish, and some really good quality fish, and uh, fish are in brilliant condition. Um, that will probably start to taper off now, but the mayfly is starting to kick in, and a lot of fish being caught in the DAP in the last... I'd say in the last three or four days, um, yeah. predominantly predominantly to the DAP, funny enough. Um, yeah, the DAP seems to be faring better than anything else at the minute, you know? Yeah, tell me this, actually. Is the DAP still practiced much, like? Oh, yeah, and carob, it's, it's huge. Yeah, it's very traditional, you know, it's especially in Paris, where, especially where I am here. And I'm on top where Thomas as well. Yeah. Um, it's really like my Cullen, Cullen, the Muck, up Gerard area there, it's... You know, there's a lot of and and some some like like you get some guys there and they're absolutely brilliant dappers. I mean, they will put you to shame. Like you, we will not compete with them on the day when the dap is going well, and that is that is no joke. You know, have the know, conditions yeah. the last few days might be kind of more suitable for the dap, is it? Yeah, it's been pretty good the weekend there. Well, Saturday was Saturday was a camish enough day, but Sunday was a Sunday was a nice. Um, it was a nice kind of what we'd say a wet fly day, you know, it was showery, it was a southerly, you know, so, but, um, whereas the lake fish pretty okay, but, um, especially, especially the guys dapping, the guys dapping seem to do better than anybody, you know, and it can be that way sometimes, do you know what I mean? Just, you know, we'd often talk about it there, like, whereas, you know, you'd think it'd be a great day for the wet fly, but it's, the, you know, they just mightn't be at that stage or taking flies at that stage, you know, they might just more interested in taking flies off the top of the water, you know, and the dap then comes into its own, you know, and a lot of lads would be dapping natural mayfly and, you know, that's what's going to get the really good fish because, you know, they won't be fooled too easily by artificials, but, you know, a, you know, a good dapper, but, you know, with natural mayfly, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll get the big guy, you know what I mean? He'll get the big fish, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll fool them with that, you know? Yeah. Interesting. Would that still out, that would out fish? Yeah. On its day, yeah, yeah. I'll stay in, you know, like, you know, guys that are really, really good. Like I used to dap with a guy there year for years ago, he'd dap with me and I'd be fly fishing and 
on its day, it would destroy you. Like, there's, you just couldn't compete with them, you know. And it's amazing. The fish will pick out, you know, a well-dapped fly, they'll, they'll pick it out way faster. Some days, you know. I was just saying there before you got on, and I was just saying that, uh, like, the dap has its day, but generally, would you reckon, because I, I definitely find it up here that there's a period at the start that I, personally, I think the wet fly, the first couple of days, the wet fly will outfish anything. Oh, normally, yeah, 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 and it's that—that's the period. That's that's the period for the wet fly man. But then, once the fly is anyway established, it's it's like what you said there. It's I think very hard to beat the dap. Uh, good dry fly fishing might match it on occasion, but I think the wet fly soon goes down to third. Ah, uh, does yeah. It's like look. I think any of us, I think that are you know doing any bit of fly fishing is. Like for me, the cream of the mayfly is dries. You know, yeah. I just love fishing dries. And every chance I get during the mayfly, I'll fish dry flies. Like, you know, it's just the takes and everything. It's just, you know, something. If you get fish move a while, it's just, it's a brilliant way to fish that time of year, you know. Um, Tom, actually, would you talk to me through kind of the stages of it? And, and is it kind of cyclical like this? Or like, because you were saying how they're on the wets, you know, and then it'll move on to. You know, is it you know the dries after that, or but just help me through the kind of the cycle of it or the stages of it? What I base that thing on the wets about, and I don't know, might agree with me, like, but when the when the mayfly starts, I think they're just keen, and uh, because they're they're you know mayflies just appeared, they're hungry and they're going for it. So it, I probably put it down. I put it down to it's kind of easier to fold them, you know. Uh, but as it goes on and as the hatch develops. Um, they're more used to mayflies. They want them presented properly. And like Mike was saying there, there's nothing nicer than in the middle of the mayfly with a fish after taking two or three mayflies in a wind lane below you, presenting your dry fly right to him and him taking it. And as he said, that that's the cream of it. But at that stage, they're probably just taking flies off the top or, you know, they can afford to hone in on an easy, an easy picking, Right. Whereas maybe at the start, they'll, they'll chase after things. But at this stage, the food has become like a conveyor belt to them. I don't know. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I'd agree with you. They're probably, you know, keener at the start. It's like like any hatch, really. You know what I mean? When fish start moving first on something, they're, you know what I mean? They're more aggressive and they're keener and to do that and to go, you know. But I just, per, you know, look at it, it has its day. Like, you're still, you know, the wets is nice. The wets is nice for them. And, you know, we, we all fish them and it's uh, nice to get a good wet fly day, you know, and especially if you go up to Mask or somewhere, you know, you'll normally get, if you have a bit of Mayfly, you'll normally get a really good, really good day on the wets. And that's lovely. It's a nice mm-hmm. bit of fish. But I think, I just think for, at that time of year, I just find on, you know, I think on Carob, every chance I get anyway, I'd be, I'd be fishing dries. You know, it's just, I think it's nicer fishing. I think it's, you know, it's more visual. You know, you get a lot of the, you know, you can see the takes, as you said there, you can see if you've got a few fish moving down in front of you. Yeah. You know, it's nice. It's nice to get them to just come up and, you know, yeah, first that, depth, that probably, is, you know. That is the buzz, isn't it? That is the buzz, seeing yeah. the fish going down on top of them. Yeah. And tell me this then, are we're, we're still kind of at the west fly stage of it, are we? Like in the sense of, would you expect that now to kind of change over the next week or so, or depending on conditions, or what are you looking out for? Like, I'd say up here, now, traditionally, this is interesting as well. Michael agree with me on this. Like where I am, it just goes to show you the size of La Car. Like it's 40 kilometers long. We're, we're always that bit earlier up at this part of the lake for some reason with the Mayfly. Then you would be down your area, Mike, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Normally... 
Well, within June Bank Holiday Weekend, Tom, we've had some brilliant fishing up in Douglas Lake, you know what I mean? That kind of time on Mayfly. And then, you know, I suppose it is probably that few days ahead. I'd say probably middle part of the lake, we'll say Octorard, we'll say down to, you know, Condomuck area and that. Um, probably in the last week or so, really, it started to started to fish a bit, probably in the last week. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, there's probably, depending on weather conditions and all the rest of it, there's an... You know what I mean? There's probably a couple more weeks left in it, really. Do you know? Oh, there is, yeah. What I, and what I say in there with the difference is, I think up with us at the moment, I think the wet flies have become to be, um, this week are starting to become less successful. Um, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And just talking to a few of the boys today, Mike, um, they actually did well on dries today. Some really good fish caught yeah. up here. Um, and that's, Today was the first day that um, the dries outfished the wets for those for those lads, the Tom Birch lads. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that can be the case. You know what I mean? Yeah. I said to you the other day, where we were saying just on about the tap, and I said like, you know, if that's the case, like definitely, I think you're going to get, I think you're going to get better fishing on dries than than on wets. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. You know, you see the if you see if you see the dap working better, like it's just logical at the end of the day, do you know what I mean? They're obviously taking, you know what I mean, uh, you know, the done, you know what I mean, the flight that's up on top of the water. So if that's the case, well, then you're better off on dries, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, just our last question on the dock. Um, do many visiting anglers do it or is it mainly locals because it's traditional? And the second part of that question is, is it becoming in danger of becoming a lost art in the sense of the younger generation of anglers don't really know how to do it or know much about it. Don't run where I am. There's no one lost art. I'll say that. <laughs> dark arts, maybe. Dark arts. Yeah. No, no. There's a few sharks. There's a few sharks down there. <laughs> yeah. What about, what about the great white shark up here? Great uh, white. Yeah. Well, that's good names like that, Darius, for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's not up here uh, called the great white shark, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's. Um, and it's not because he likes watching Jaws films. No, <laughs> no, not at all. No, I, I, there's still a lot of guys the the dap, and there's still a lot of visitor anglers. I, I find. I yesterday I had um, I had lads. They were octogenarians. I had them for a couple of days, and they're fly fishers as well. But um, they did a great day on the dap with me. Um, they had, they had six trout. But uh, John, um, who's mid eighties, had one of his biggest ever fish from the carb, uh, fifty-five centimeters. Put him at four and a quarter pounds. Uh, he put him back in what? Um, but uh, so I love like, that You're getting your getting your PB in your eighties, like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, not something else. That's something else. So he was delighted with that. Yes, yeah, so yeah, these visiting anglers, a lot of locals do it as well, though, as we were saying, as what Mike was saying there, and I couldn't agree more with them. People think dapping is very simple, and you know, a train. You know, um, uh, it could be automated, but no, there, there, there is seriously, there is a complete art to it. The the great white shark used to have two rods, one with floss and one without floss, and if the wind dropped to a certain, it would put one rod away and and varyingly to the strength of the wind. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, they they don't teach you that at school. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
tell me this in terms of like is this is it's not but is this the best time in terms of if you're targeting big fish or when when's your favorite time of year to be targeting the big fish uh it's probably probably if you're going to target big fish i think probably the buzzer is probably the best way to get okay. big trouble yeah. If you want to get, I suppose, from the camp doubles are there, I suppose this year we've we probably probably has kicked off the end of April. Um I'd say the way the weather's going now, I'd say it'll probably be tapering off. I'd say it's probably coming to an end. It doesn't really seem to last as long anymore. Yeah. Um the hatches have got shorter. Um but uh, it's been exceptional this year and I'll have to say and, and the quality of the fish is I have to say on the lake this year in general, the quality of the fish is is brilliant, you know. They're the fish are in brilliant condition. Right from right from the start of the season, you know. So um but look, at the end of the day there's nothing there's nothing better to bring a big fish up than a mayfly at the end of the day. But you know, would you be targeting them? Probably not for that, but you know what I mean? It is it's a magical time on the lake. That's the only thing, you know, Every everything kicks off in May at the end of the day, really. If Even if you look around you in your own garden, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everything everything starts to happen, you know what I mean? And the same with the Mayfly. It's just, I think it's just a nice time of the year. It's, it's, um, it's not a summer, is it? competition time. You'd have a lot of local club competitions and things on, but it's, it's more of a friendly atmosphere. It's relaxed. You know, a lot of people, you know, just go out for the day. Do you know what I mean? Lads that wouldn't fish that much, they might go out and fish to dap for the day or go out and fish with their friends for a day and, you know, have a steak out in the lake or a bottle of wine, whatever. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's nice that way. It's a more, you know what I mean? It's it's a more, you know, people come just for the bit of fishing. You know, people that mightn't be, you know, Tom will tell you there, like people that mightn't do a huge amount of fishing or be very serious about fishing, you know, they'd like their few days during the Mayfly, you know. Call it duffer's fortnight, but I suppose it's you know it is you know you will get a bit of fishing, you know. It's um, no, I agree with you. I think it's summed it up well there, right? Because like the the shoe rope was here on Paddy's day, and you know you would go out, you know, just down the cobwebs. But like you know, the evenings are still kind of cold. It's you know dark. It's only now that in May you feel the evenings are long. You know, it's bright until whatever half nine ten. There's a bit of warmth there that I'm kind of tempted now to go out in the evening, like you know. Whereas before, you're kind of like, ah, no, I'll, I'll leave it. I'll wait till the weekend during the day. That's it, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it is. There's something special. And Tom, like when I was down with you, and I've said this before, is as an outsider to kind of arrive, especially I'll never forget seeing it the first time as I came um, through Kong, so I was at the top of the lake hmm. and looking down there and. It was my first sight of carb and seeing the boats out in the water and seeing the rods held up. And I was just like, yeah, there's something going on here. Like, you know, and you just got that buzz in the pub, seeing the, you know, the visiting cars, you know, the tourists, you know, the, the tourist reds driving around. You just got that sense of there was a buzz in the air. Like, and I, I think it's something up like it's that kind of camaraderie or just people want to get out for a bit of enjoyment that it's the start of summer, isn't it? Like it's the kind of one of... Yes, yeah, it is. It is relaxed. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. you know, everybody likes their bit of, you know, everybody likes to get a few fish and it's, you know, that's what it's all about. It's very relaxed. It's, you know, have a bit of food out on an island. There's not nicer than a day. Go out with a couple of your mates, you know, bring a few steaks, bottle of wine, you know, have a bit of crack. It's just lovely. Like, do you know what I mean? And it's, you know, it's, it's, there's no real big pressure then, you know? Yeah, I should, I should say that that there was we were, there was quite a few of us on one of the huts today having lunch, and it was just it was just fantastic. 
you know, we were just having, uh, there was no fry up, uh, and the fry ups are fantastic when we do have them, but it was just, everybody was just sitting down. Everybody was just chatting. You get a better humor when the sun is shining, don't you? Like, yeah, yeah, no, but it's just, it's that, I think that's part of it. I think that's why people like it. And it's just, you know, it's, it's, you're part of a, you're part of a, it's kind of like a festival. You're part of a festival. Yeah. And you're really, it's not, it's just so enjoyable. And it's like Mike said, like, we're both, Mike just said it there and touched it. Like, we're both competition anglers. Uh, But like, we both enjoy this side of it as well. This is the side that you know most most run of the middle fishermen experience or go for, and it's yeah. just it's just you know, God, it's a little bit of heaven. It really is. <laughs> Sorry, but it is. <laughs> but can I ask you? And I did want to ask you: that, is the flip side of that is when you're guiding, you're so busy, you know, like it's a tough time as well in terms of, or is it that it's still early enough in the season that you're not burned out yet, like you can still enjoy it, like. Ah, uh, well, I suppose I said, look, the one thing about guiding, guiding is the best job in the world when you're catching fish. Mm. Okay. What the quality of that is if you're not catching fish, you're thinking we've got to be catching fish. So that's it. So if you're catching fish, it's perfect. It doesn't matter if you were doing a hundred days in the trash. Because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. And, and Mike, what about yourself? Will you be like, do you get... How often are you fishing yourself now during the Mayfly? Like, would you be getting out every day, every few oh, days? Yeah, I take a few days off now and I'll do a bit of fishing during the Mayfly and, you know, have a few days out with a few friends of mine. And, oh, yeah, I do enjoy it. I'll be honest with you. It's a nice, you know, it's just a nice time to get out. And it's kind of, you kind of do chill out and relax as well. It's, you know, we've, you know, you go through March there and, you know, then they kind of like fly had to start and, you know, there is a few competitions on and stuff and just, you're kind of going from one thing to the other and then you have the olives and, you know, and then once it comes in really into the, this time of year now, or as I said, it's just, it's it's more relaxed. Do you know what I mean? And I think people switch off a bit and it's just, you know, you get a bit of fishing. Like if you've got any right conditions, you get a bit of fishing, you know, in the Mayfly. So, um, you know, you don't have to have anything fantastic. People just like to get out. They just like to experience it. You know, if you get a couple of trout, it's great. Day out, bite to eat. You know, it's, I think it's just everybody you meet really. There's people on holidays. There's people that, you know, people come for the Mayfly every year. You meet people like the lads come from Wales every year. You meet up with them. The lads come from England every year. You'd get to know them over the years. And, you know, it's very, um, it's you know, as Tom says, it's very festive. It's very, you know what I mean. It's there's a bit of a holiday at buzz about it, you know. Yeah, yeah, even if the fishing is just middling, everybody's in good humor, you know. Yeah, no, it's very true, and especially like, and it must be nice as well that you know you're saying this could last until June. You know what I mean? You have a couple of weeks. Yeah, this. if you're willing to move around, you get last well into June, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think what you said as well there, like as well. I'd- Here's the thing, we're talking about enjoying it and everything, and we do, but in the midst of all that, you can go out after one of the nicest lunches you've had with lovely steak, and for the next hour, you could experience some of the finest fisher, fishing you could have for the whole year. You know, yeah, fish exactly, come yeah. on, you could have, the, they could come on to, onto the adult maze, and you've got dry fly set up, and, and that's the beauty of it. And suddenly, from really relaxed, you're going into some fantastic, you know, Fishing that wouldn't be surpassed anywhere in the world for that hour, do you know? With wild fish, you know? Yeah, that's it, exactly. Like, we've had experience days ourselves there, was it about two years ago? Do you remember one? Oh, we, I think we had two or three fish in the morning. Yeah. 
how we had we didn't have the lunch we come out the afternoon and we had brilliant fishing in the afternoon we were into double figures of fish in the afternoon yeah. I remember that we fished until about half six or seven o'clock and if you stayed COVID. up longer you were still catching fish I'd say it was fantastic and I remember that they were just um, we were on wets that day weren't we yeah yeah it was all yeah, and day, they yeah. were just bulging in the in the wind lanes and all you had to do was just chuck out you know and there were some great ones Mike remember a full full cast of a line crossways into a, into a wind lane where a fish a bulge and you just you line it straighten out and you wouldn't even get a chance to pull it and it would go off and the whole thing would explode. It was it was absolutely like what I just said, you know, fishing that you will never forget that, Mike. No, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the whole thing, yeah. And you, well, yeah. it can just come on as well, like Jordan the day, as you said there, you know what I mean? And you could be out in the morning and it could be very happening. That's often the case in the Mayfly and yeah. you know, the afternoon afternoon into the evening can be can be the best of it, you know? Yeah. Mike, tell us um Let's get a bit more technical, maybe, for people who want a bit more detail on it. What would the dry fly setup be? Normally on the dries, you'd fish two. Normally fish two dries, um, well spaced out, maybe probably 10 foot to the first fly and probably another six or seven foot to the second fly. Um, unless it was quite a windy day and I still wanted to fish dries. I'd probably fish maybe a 16, 18 foot cast and three dries spaced out. Um, the reason for that is in a big, big wave, big windy day, I fish aren't going to be as fussy. Uh, they're not going to have as much time on the flies to look at them. And as well as I think the actual three flies actually support each other better. That's my own, my own feeling. I've never found fishing three to be a disadvantage in a, you know, I'd say in more wet flight conditions, you know. Um, that's what I would normally, normally wolves, um, I like wolves, I like fishing wolves, like it depends on, you know, the colours and then after that, it's everyone has their own preferences, you know, green wolves, royal wolves, yellow wolves, you know what I mean, normally on the carob, you know. Um, it's not a great spent lake, to be honest. Um, we don't get these big massive you get spent going out, but it dribbles and rabbles. But you'd never really get really good spent fishing as such on the carob, not consistently anyway. Not like you're getting the likes of Sheelan and these places, you know. Mm. I went up to Sheelan there a couple of years ago, and I never really had done the Mayfly up there. And I, it was unbelievable. I never seen that like in my life. I, I just, yeah, I was hooked on it. I'm absolutely just can't wait for this year again to up. But it's all spent fishing. Like it's, you might as well go up there in the evening time, really. You know, it's, that's the way it is, but like on carb is different, you know. Mike, just explain to people there just what you mean by the spent. The spent is the where the spinner fly will say that goes out in the evening time when they come in when they're they're obviously a green fly, what we call a green done, uh, when they emerge and then they'll fly into the bushes, could be there for a day or two, and they'll molt into a, a black and white coloured fly, really. And they're just the ones that'll come out and mate then and they'll fall onto the lake and lay their eggs. That's basically the cycle of it from come up as a nymph, merger, hatch out, try their wings, fly onto land, mold, fly back out. And that process can take from 24 to 48 hours. Um, but in saying that, like it, we don't really get it. Sure, we don't, Tom. We don't get really, like, we don't get proper spin fishing was what we'd say as some of the lakes do, you know. The likes of Derg and Sheelan and that, you know. I was the same as you, actually, when I saw it in Sheelan for the first time. It was a... Like it was amazing to see. Remember, we were saying that the waves yeah. of 
fly going out and I saw it on oh, real. Spectacular. We don't yeah. see that. We don't see that at all. Any idea why? You don't get the same volume of flies. Okay. Yeah, like, if you think of it, like years ago there used to be a mayfly market in in Uktarard and here. I, I sold mayflies as a kid and you, you sold them because it was not hard to pick them, but it was easier to buy them. Whereas you'd never sell, you'd never have to sell mayfly and sheenum. So you could just scoop the net and you'd pick a dozen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so that'll tell you, like, we get decent hatches, but nothing like what they get on, on some of the midland next. Well, Sheelan in particular. Well, and Tom, what about, what's your setup? Very similar to Mike. Uh, the exact same as Mike said there. Uh, space the mouse, a good piece, yeah, seven, seven or eight feet between them, the two flies, 10 foot to the first one. Um, don't always go on the three flies. I have done as Mike does. I know Mike, Mike likes it. Mike's very successful with it. Um, probably with me, it's laziness that I don't. I'd be honest. I'd be completely honest with you. Um, I just wouldn't. I'd stick if it was very windy and I had the dry fly rod made up. I'd just stick with the two fly cast. Um, but yeah, I and I agree with them totally. I think on a very windy day, they sit better in the water. There's no problem. The fish are not spooked by them. Um, but definitely two. The only time I'd ever go to one, if it's flat canami, I'd go to a tapered leader and fine down. But um, yeah, to be honest, most of the times here, you don't have to. You don't have to go to a tapered leader. I go I go straight through um, to 3X tippet. Um, I don't know what, what flies? It, same as wolves. So I really like the wolves as well. And what Mike was saying, that the different colours, like... I couldn't say like my car wolf, which is a yellow wolf, is my favourite because if you get a dark grey day, I don't find it fishes that well. I think it fishes better. I use different coloured post ones as well for different light conditions because a white post one on a bright day, you won't see. You know that with the Royal Wolf, Mike, it can be very hard. On yeah, some exactly, yeah. You see it. And then there's other days you put on a Royal Wolf and you'd see it a mile away, whatever the light condition is. And, and a different coloured post. So that's... That's what I do, but yeah, wolves are they're my go-to flies. No, use other ones, other ones, uh, emergers. I use a couple of CDC ones as well, but CDC in a big wave can be a bit of a, a nightmare. So you generally fall back on the wolves. You won't go too much wrong with them. Every year you get a, a different pattern. Might come up the CDC, but um, I'll start off this year uh, on my dries, and I'll start off with various wolves, and then I'll work out of that. And do you generate them once the conditions or the hatch is on in terms of the dries? And you're saying it's kind of probably coming into that stage now where it is, that's what they're taking. Is, will that be it then for the rest of the, the kind of the, the Mayfly season that you'll just you stick with the dries then? Well, a bit like what Mike said, I, I probably will because I love fishing them. Yeah. And it's a nice time to fish them. Now, that said, I'm really enjoying my wet fly fishing at the moment. I was saying that to Mike the last time, really enjoying it. And, um, you might go to a place where it'll be later at the Mayfly starting. And look, there's no hard and fast rule just because the Mayfly will be on for two weeks that you won't catch them on, on wets. You know, I, that's a complete generalization when I'm saying that. You know that, Mike. I mean, you can catch caught on wet Mayflies at the end of May and early June, you know? So you will. Yeah, and it's you have to be prepared as well. It's not just kind of... You know, you got the one thing that's going to work. Like it, realistically, like well, I'd say for fly fishing, you want to have like two rods. You really need a yeah. you know a wet fly yeah. rod and a dry yeah. fly rod made up with you. And yeah. 
Like you can go down the drift and you can see a few fish moving and you can cover them on dries and just not get them. Yeah. And yeah. then you can go back and do that drift and you can pull wets across them and get them. And the reason for that is it's just basically this at the stage that the fish want to fly at. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they're obviously not taking it off. They're, okay, you're seeing the fish turn in the water, but they're probably just taking them at an emerging stage. Just and they just they just lock in on that sometimes. And then just a, a subsurface fly is, you know, or you can try emergers as well, like they do work. Um, but just yeah. probably from a simplistic point of view, if you're out in nice conditions, you know, you're either going to, you know, your hackle maze, if they're not working, you know, and the same vice versa, if you're fishing wets and you cover a few fish and you're not getting, yeah. you know, try them on your dries and you probably will get them, you know, because it's just at the stage that they're, they're either taking just at a merger stage or they're taking that, you know, they're taking off the top. Yeah, it's just not like one or the other. What I often like, yeah, what I often like to do actually, if you have lads out, the uh, two lads out, start off one on each method. Mm-hmm. It really makes sense, you know, um, and generally you'll find out quick enough which one is going to be the most productive. Um, Mike, you mentioned um, shielding there. Um, do you do you get tempted by? Other waters uh, during the Mayfly season. Um, oh yeah, I, I move around like I'd be like a. I'll I, I'd fish carob. I'll fish mask this time of the year. Love it. Um, I'll go to Sheelan. Sheelan is a little bit later again. It's probably the twentieth on or so. I'd say normally. So um, I'll, I'll do I'll do a few evenings. I'll Sheelan definitely. Um, I know we've caught a qualifier in June in. Melvin, that's uh, yeah. a nice time of the year. Hopefully, there's mayfly on it. it. If you get Melvin right on mayfly, it's brilliant fishing. Uh, I've had some fantastic days of mayfly up in, in in Melvin over the years. I just love it if if the fish they're not huge fish, but you know those fish in the deeps they're like they're they're pound for pound as good as any fish in in the country. You know, um, those I've never fished re. I'd love it, love to fish it. I. You heard lots of things about it, you know. So, um, again, it's probably for probably spent in the even time, you know. Um, it's supposed to be supposed to be exceptional fishing as well, you know. Not probably as probably not as prolific as Sheelan, but definitely, you know. Uh, but the spent fishing on Sheelan, yeah, I was blown away by. I just, I just, I'm stone mad on that. Now I have to say, you know, it just, you know, there's things that just do. You know, when you just see that fall of spent, it's unbelievable. Like, I see fish moving on them. You know, and those are not easy got, you know what I mean? But, you know, as a rule, but it's just, it is exceptional. But, like, if you're willing, you know, if you are willing to move around and, you know, you, you will get your, you will probably get at least six weeks mayfly fishing. Do you know what I mean? If you actually yeah. want to move around a bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's down, yeah. It's, down, it's down to people, you know, it's down to individuals, you know. But um, it's hard to be carob really far, we'll say. The normal, the, the normal wet fly, we'll say, and dry fly, you know, and the green fly fishing. Um, as I said to you, Sheila and I would class really more so like the first few days of it, I think lads have said to me is good, but I've been up there and I've seen during the day and I've seen thousands of green fly on yeah. the lake like, and not a fish bothering with them. And even if you are to fish, I guarantee you, if you probably be, if you fish, if you fish a green and a spent, I guarantee any fish you get during the day, he's going to pop and take a spent. <laughs> so they just seem to just, I don't know what it is. Like, I suppose they just look, you know, they're not stupid at the end of the day. They're, you know, fish at the end of the day, they acclimatize to their surroundings. And why would you go around after, 
emerging and hatch and fly during the day when you know that evening there's going to be thousands and thousands of spent flight lying underwater. You can just cruise around and mob up. So that's that's what they they do. They do. They just lock into that, and that's it. Well, it, it puts false claim to the you know the Duffers Fortnite uh, moniker, I think you know. But I think you summed it up yourself and talked about in terms of it's the time of year, it's the atmosphere, it's the kind of festival buzz to it. Um, I'm personally what I love it. It's the tradition, you know. It's generations of families, you know, come to Carb, um, have been staying there, you know, fishing. Um, and long way that continue and long way the tradition and history of it continue um, no matter what and I think it's just something from a cultural historic perspective that we should just you know be very proud of and you know it's our St. Patrick's Day <laughs> in many ways for yeah, the not, that's not exactly yeah, that. I think, I think Carib is synonymous with that you know yeah. over the years it is like I suppose if you say Mayfly you know first probably one of the first Lakes comes into your mind is Carrop, matter probably worldwide, you know, and yeah. it is synonymous with that. People, you know, that like there's people for years and years, you know, they, they booked their holidays, you know, they booked time off work to come and fish Carrop for the Mayfly, you know, yeah. and it is yeah. like it's it's an experience, you know, it's I think it is that's what it is, is actually an experience, you know, it's not just the fishing, it's the whole experience of the thing, you know, and I think if anybody doesn't even, you know. An Irish angler, if you get a chance, do try it. You know, um, <laughs> A, if you can book a guy in if you're lucky, because know, they're booked out so many years in advance now in, in that. But just to get the experience of it. For me, I remember when I went to Carbon the first time, it was kind of one of the first um, places I went when I started fly fishing to get a kind of a, you know, that was away from kind of the, the local waters where I, I was kind of learning. And, and it was, yeah, you really just got that sense of that kind of festival community to it. And um, it's well worth experiencing when you can. Mike Keady, um, thanks a million for the insights and advice there. Um, tight lines for the rest of the oh, weeks no problem, that are left in the, the Mayfly season. As I said, uh, we're going to get a, a review and a kind of a wrap up of kind of all the waters in the next few weeks just to hear how Sheen and, and um, Carb and, and Mask went. Um, so we'll do that in another couple of weeks. Yeah, well, hopefully the best of us to come in the next few weeks. So if you, you won't get them, you won't get them. I home, so man, to get out there. That's <laughs> no, never a true word spoke, Mike. Go and catch them on the television. No, no, you might think you will. You'll only get them on the lake, other of, but you'll only get them on the lake. Our thanks to Mike Keating for joining us on the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the Ireland on the Fly podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. Plus, you can keep up to date on IrelandOnTheFly.com as well as on Instagram. Myself and Tal will be back with another episode about the people and places of fly fishing in Ireland.